Hello everyone and welcome back once again for the last time in 2022 to the Friends Are Far Out podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jay, and I'm joined by the deliberative M. Deliberative? <laughs> Friends Are Far Out is a podcast for all those who enjoy gaming and just spending time with friends. M, here we are, the last show of 2022. This, we have been, I'm so proud of us. I really, really am. I will definitely start with a pat on the back. Go ahead. Tell us why. I, why? I know. I'm I'm just we could have made a few episodes and been like, you know what? Good for us. Hey, we did it. All right, we're done. We've been super consistent besides our inconsistent social media manager for the website. I At mean, least, that was just a little bump in the road. Not a big deal. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Um but for us, considering um, this is not this is this was just like a fun, fun hobby that we started. Definitely something we do on the side. This is definitely not our uh, our main <laughs> our main job by any means. Uh, by any means. <laughs> by no means whatsoever. Yes, yes, we're both very busy in our real regular lives. So it, it, a lot of things could have gotten in the way here, but we didn't let them. So I, think I got married uh, three times this year. Yes. None of those got to, in the way. I mean, we Dougie had lots alone. of stuff going on. <laughs> yes. It's been to a very, one, very... To one person. And yeah, a very matrimonial still, year. Uh, those those COVID, COVID weddings. Um, but we still were pretty consistent with... The, the podcast and for that i am so proud of us and for that i am proud of us as well we are far out too yes we are yes we are (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ooh! i hurt my arm there trying to pat myself on the back a little that's okay i'm not maybe i'll work on flexibility in the new year perhaps do you have any new year's do you have any new year's resolutions well i definitely want to get a little healthier as usual i mean that's a, a yearly one for me i did lose some weight in 2022, which was good, but I definitely have a, a, a good amount more that I'd like to get down and just get healthier in general. Uh, so that's one. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's my main one. I don't know if there's any, uh, any other ones that come off the top of my mind. Do you have some that you do or that you're looking for this year? I have a few. I definitely want to be more on top of the website because shocker i am the social media manager <laughs> oh oh my goodness no a peek behind the curtain um but i also want to be more on top of picking up because i wouldn't say that it's just so much clutter Oh, picking um, up around the house. Yes. I thought uh, you were going to say pick up, uh, picking up your cell phone. And I was going to say for that, you're going to need to take it off of Do Not Disturb. Do Not Disturb. Yeah. <laughs> no, I never like to be disturbed. Uh, no, no, I know. <laughs> you could really say picking up my office, picking up my <laughs> picking up my house, picking up my car, you name it. Um, but as they say, all hot girls' cars are full of garbage. So um, find a hot girl, and her car is probably filled with garbage. Ah, that uh, old chestnut. 
Um, and in a zombie apocalypse or in any sort of natural disaster, tell me, would you rather have a car filled with useless things or a clean car filled with nothing? There you go. Some people might see an old soda bottle. I see fresh water collector. Yes. You see? Uh, it, it might be yeah. a, a completely unopened soda. There you go. Right. Yeah. Band-aids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a bath bomb, maybe? Yep. <laughs> you can Some cl- people see leftover napkins from a, uh, a drive-thru. No, no. Those could be bandages or tissues or anything. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have bandages. I'm pretty sure I have a whole first aid kit and a flashlight. I'm, I am all well, set. Well stocked. Coats, sweaters, hats. <laughs> I, there's a <laughs> pool noodle in there. <laughs> Just in case. What what if I drove off a bridge and then I have a flotation device in there because there's a pool noodle mm-hmm. in my car. Well, mm-hmm. but being um, a little... Take that clean car, people. Yes, yes. Uh, being a little cleaner. Um, Maybe there's the a happy year. medium in the middle then. Uh, yeah, going to keep that pool noodle in there though. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a must, yes. I think... Being um, more on top of the podcast website, definitely. Um, being a little less cluttered, also. Um, and I think being... I try to be an active listener whenever mm-hmm. I, I can, but I think um, being an active listener and being a good friend. All right. Those are all really good. I think that's a good one for everyone. I try, I try to be a better and better friend every year. But uh, active listening, is it helpful? Is it respectful? Is it kind? Is something I try to tell the younger generations. <laughs> I, um, I think you're a pretty awesome friend to begin with. So if you're going to get even better this year, I can't wait. It's going to be better great. and better and better. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be terrific. <laughs> Keeps paying dividends. All right. So we are going to get started this with this, the last show of 2022, where we always begin, and that is the bargain bin. All right. M, what is your first entry in the bargain bin this week? So I wanted to end um, with games that uh, maybe you're having uh, New Year's Eve party, or maybe you want to um, play games with others who might not be so video game inclined. We know you love a theme. Uh, it, so it's it's you not love a, a themed theme. bargain bin. Um, but we actually just got the uh, new Jackbox. Now that's numbers. What number I'm is not, that? Eight, I'm not seven? even. I'm not. I think Don't even know. I think it's nine or ten. <laughs> nine or ten. Okay, I've lost track. <laughs> I've lost track too. Um, but uh, we had Pokemon Ken over to test them out, and the new Fibbage is so much fun. But that is not on sale in the bargain bin. However, if you are not familiar with Jackbox Gaming. The original Jackbox Party Pack is 50% off, $24.99. So it is uh, $12.49. And in my opinion, the best games in that Party Pack are You Don't Know Jack, which is 
a classic. I'm pretty sure they mm-hmm. had You Don't Know Jack for the PlayStation 1. Probably. Um, yes, I definitely remember playing it way, way back. Yep. In fact, I remember playing it on a demo disc that I got, I think, in a uh, like a magazine back then, which is just an person, old sentence. The person who's been voicing Cookie Masterson, who does mm-hmm. a lot of the the Jackbox uh, hosting, voice, sort of hosting. Yep. yep, has probably made a whole career of this. <laughs> probably, um, I would bet. Fibbage XL. So Fibbage is um, they'll they'll take um, outlandish news stories or outlandish facts, and you have to make up a lie and find the truth. And that's a mm-hmm. lot of fun as well, especially for people who aren't so inclined with video games. And then mm-hmm. everyone's favorite, Drawful. Drawful is wonderful. So to get the original Jackbox Party Pack for $12, it's I think Drawful is usually just $9.99. To just get I was going to say, yeah, when it's not on sale, that's what it is. You're right. To, for just Drawful. And Drawful mm-hmm. Same is, thing with Fibbage XL. You can get Fibbage XL on its own. Also, yeah. nine ninety nine when it's not on sale. So to to get this, and they have other games in there as well. I don't think I've tried them as much, but those three are definitely heavy hitters in this house. Uh, mm-hmm. Drawful, we've played a lot of Drawful. Uh, definitely. S- separately and together. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, Sometimes virtually over the pandemic. Yeah, did. over the pandemic, so. we played a lot of Drawful um, and learned that my mom is has a very sick mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, drawful is kind of like Pictionary. You draw... Uh, there is no erase button, so keep that in mind. Nope, but, nope, nope. But for people who don't have video games, the Jackbox Party Pack, you use your phones. So make sure your phone is charged. You use your phone as your controller. So very, you, very user friendly. Yep. Yeah, it's extremely user friendly. You go to Jackbox TV. You put in your username. You put in the code. If if you have too many um, friends or family members over who want to play, they can also join the audience and vote for their favorite answers. Mm-hmm. So, and again, it doesn't even have to be a phone. It could be a tablet. You could use a. Uh, you can a, use a laptop. A separate laptop. It doesn't matter. You, Laptop's a little harder. Device. I did that last weekend. <laughs> it's hard for drawing. That's for sure. Hard for drawing. Yep, definitely. All right. So the original Jackbox Party Pack, twelve dollars and forty nine cents. All right. My first entry in the bargain bin this week is a game that I really had a wonderful, wonderful time with when I played it. Um, it is um, a single player game, although. I will say that uh, when I played this, I definitely uh, had some input from other people who were watching me play it. It has a very distinctive look. That game is called The Return of the Obra Dinn. Now, in The Return of the Obra Dinn, I've talked about this game briefly uh, in the past, but you play as an insurance adjuster with a magical stopwatch that allows you to go back in time and look at a static scene. And the whole thing is you are trying to determine how um, each person, so the Oberdin is a ship that returned back to port after years with no one on it. No one is alive on the ship. No one is there. Ooh, ghost um, ship. Yep. But you have this magical 
stopwatch where you can go back in time and see, and you have to use, it's like a detective story. You have to use the powers of, uh, you know, of observation and uh, elimination and things to figure out not only the name of each, uh, who each crew member is in these scenes, because uh, you're seeing scenes of how everyone died. Um, and uh, you have to find out their names and how they were killed. Because if they were a murderer, for example, well, then they're not going to get any of the insurance money. Like, they're not going to get paid out Bummer. from the insurance <laughs> money. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like that. Or if they were, you know, if they mutinied or something, then that they wouldn't be uh, they wouldn't be in line for any any their families wouldn't be in line for any payment or anything like that. But so you're just you're just sort of doing this detective story. It is such an interesting look to it. It definitely has the look of like an old like, way, way old Apple or old IBM where it's just one color. The screen is like green. Yep, right? you can change the color. It could be green yeah. or white, but it's it's just different contrast. It's just like bright and not bright, and it's just a little bit of a contrast in between. But it's just one color. Whatever you choose that color to be, green, white, orange-ish, you know, um, off-white, something like that. But very, very cool. So Return of the Oprah Din is on sale for $13.99. Um, that game is really great at doing something where you go from i have no idea you look at a picture or a little scene and you're like how am i supposed to figure this out i have no idea at all uh, but if you look at it enough and if you're curious enough and look around enough and observant enough you'll be able to figure it out and it is so satisfying when you unlock some answers you just feel like wow i'm the smartest person alive it feels so cool <laughs> uh to like kind of solve it so a very very cool game return of the Oberdin. there's a game that came out this year didn't come out for Switch yet. It just came out for, uh, but I expect it will. But it, currently it's just on PC. But um, it's called Case of the Golden Idol. And a lot of people are talking about it in reference to Return of the Oberdin. They're saying it's very similar. Uh, so I cannot wait till that one comes to a more accessible platform for me. I, I could get it on PC, but I'm not, not huge on PC gaming. So I usually end up uh, having it on something else. So. I'm waiting on that one. But again, Return of the Oberdin, $13.99 on sale right now. All right, Em, what's your last pick in the bargain bin? So Jackbox Party Pack 6 is a big family crowd pleaser um, for my large pack of cousin cult. <laughs> <laughs> There's 13 of us. <laughs> And yes. it's it's like a race to see who can get in like the code gets put up for the jackbox room and if we're feeling civil then we'll be like okay we'll play with partners but if we're not feeling civil it's like everyone fights to, to the death and those who don't get in are in the audience yep. um so jackbox party pack six it's 40 percent off of 29.99 so it's $17.99, and in my opinion, the best games on there, Trivia Murder Party, which we play a lot in this house because mm -hmm. you can play as two-player, and um, Dougie gets a little upset because I do extraordinarily well at Trivia Murder Party. Even if I am a ghost, <laughs> I usually end up stealing his life force 
and escaping. <laughs> um, joke boat can be really fun or it can fall flat. It depends on the crowd that you are with. Um, if we play with a big crowd and you present your own jokes, like if my cousins and I are playing together, it's a lot of fun. Um, but push the button, it's like an Among Us type situation. Oh, okay. Where you have to... Some people on the ship are intruders and some okay. are humans. And everyone has to figure out... It's kind of like the circle. <laughs> there you go. Everyone has to figure out who the intruders are and shoot them out the airlock um oh so definitely some among us vibes as well for sure yes um so you have to when you're in the captain's seat you have to like pick out certain people and make them draw and make them answer questions and the intruders will will be given something slightly off so it'll be like what's your favorite mm. seafood and they'll they'll put something like mermaid because they'll be given a right, question right. that will say, what's your, what's your favorite thing that swims in the sea? Mm, and they gotcha. could put like a whale. Gotcha. And they, okay. And they could choose to, and they, they can verbally defend themselves. Some of the answers that I choose, I'm, I have always been a human in this game for some reason. Mm -hmm. And my cousin, wow, okay. Katie, tries to shoot me at the airlock every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just because I come off like I'm an alien in a human suit. So it is, it is fun. It has the drawful vibes. It's, it has like a, like a quiplash type vibe. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's still fun. It's fun with a, like a large group of people. So if you're having people over, um, Around the, the last part of this year, it is fun. So what is your last what is your last uh, game in the bargain bin? At the bottom of the bargain bin at the end of this year. There it is. It is uh, a, definitely a game that is good for a group. It is called, oh, it is Overcooked 2 Gourmet Edition. Ooh, gourmet. Uh, it is $12.12. And that's 75% off its normal price of $48.49. Now, this game is a bundle. It includes, uh, so it's the bottom of the bargain bin bundle. Bottom um, of the bargain bin bundle. <laughs> uh, it's um, Overcooked 2 and all of Overcooked 2's DLC, which is quite a bit. Um, wow. So, again, all of that for $12.12. .12. Overcooked 2 is a great game. I do think it's pretty easy to pick up and play because even though it gets extremely hectic and there's lots of yelling, it's it's an amazing couch co-op game um, because you definitely have to work together to um, prepare these dishes and get them out in a timely manner in all these very wacky and zany stages. Um, but it is not too bad for people who are not big-time gamers because... It only is a couple buttons. It's the control stick, and it's like a three-quarter down, top-down view, and uh, just the control stick and maybe a button or two, and that's it. So, like, there isn't much that has to be known other than, oh, hey, hit, go to this station, hit this button, this will happen. That's it. 
So, like, it's very, very few, very light uh, on the buttons and stuff. But, again, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, I've played that one. I've played Overcooked 2. I don't have the Gourmet Edition, sadly. But I've played that with my um, uh, with my family quite a bit. And it is a good time. Uh, it is definitely a good time. All right. So, just a quick review of the bargain bin this week. We've got the original Jackbox Party Pack. That is $12.49. Jackbox Party Pack 6 $17.99. Return of the Obra Din, $13.99. And Overcooked 2 Gourmet Edition, $12.12. All of those can be found on the Nintendo eShop. Uh, M, both you and I have had some time off this week. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about what we have been playing. And that doesn't give us away at all. <laughs> no, a lot of people have time off this time of year. It's true. This is, it's, oh, this is a big time off. I mean, most people... It is. Um, people go goblin brother, mode. At my brother's job, the, most of the people who, that he works with took off this week in between. It's uh, true. Yeah. Um, yeah so. Dougie does not have off right now. At the very Doug least, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely usually pretty light. Not a ton of business happens between, uh, um, between I think if... Two. if uh, like banks and financial institutions mm -hmm. are open. Some some jobs are open. A lot of service industries are open. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, we've we've had some time off, which uh, I think was well deserved. <laughs> I would say it was needed. That's for sure. Um, but. I, for Christmas, I got my Christmas presents early because... Ooh. Um, you must have been very good this year. Um, probably not. I was probably on oh. Santa's naughty list. Um, I got my <laughs> Christmas presents early because um, I am very annoying and I always try to guess what I'm getting. Oh, I see. Christmas. Okay. Yep. Um, and I'm usually right. <laughs> I see. And Dougie can't take it anymore. And there's a line in a song, which I will get into in a little bit, um, that the line is, you can't surprise a Gemini. <laughs> I see. And Dougie's like, yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. And I'm like, I know I'm going to get a backbone for Christmas. And... <laughs> Ta-da! Uh, Ta-da! I got a backbone for Christmas. Uh, for those of you who do not know what a backbone is, it is an extendable controller for your phone. And you have access to Xbox, uh, the PlayStation Game Store... Um, Apple Arcade, and it makes your phone like a little console. So, Very cool. Yeah, so I have uh, free, I think, at least a month of Game Pass. But cool. I've been playing Moonglow Bay. I got back into okay. it. I was playing it on the PC mm -hmm. because Dougie had Xbox Game Pass on the PC, I'm not really into playing games on the PC. So yeah, it's now, not my favorite either. Yeah. Um, and even though we can, you know, I can, this, this 
PC that I'm currently recording on. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. a very complicated machine. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. Um, there are so many windows open right now. It can connect to the TV, so I can play it on the TV. However, I want something where I can go lay in my bed. I can cocoon myself. That's it. So the backbone, I've been playing Moonglow Bay, which is adorable. Uh, mm. The sad part happens immediately in the beginning. Let's get that out of the way. You have a... There we go. Yep. You have a uh, Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever, which is a real dog. You can look yep. it up. Uh, if I was quizzed on dog breeds, I think I, that's something I'd do the best at. But his name is Waffles. That's your constant that's a great companion. Name. I know. And that's your constant companion. It takes place in Canada. And essentially, you are fishing and trying to restart, kickstart the town uh, with the business that your takeout kitchen is generating. So, trying to like sort of re rejuvenate or revitalize the town. A, a harbor town, a, a fishing mm -hmm. harbor town with your fishing and takeout kitchen. I wouldn't know anything about doing anything like this. No, that's very a big departure for you from <laughs> anything that you've experienced in real life. Um, so, yes, I have heard about this. So um, it's very it's, cute. It's very it's, it's a very cute. And it's very blocky, right? It right? is. Like it a, is. Yeah. Real blocky um, aesthetic to it. What's cool is when you talk to the townspeople, they they give you all the urban legends mm -hmm. about like sea creatures. Nice. So, yep. so it is. It's very nautical. I like it a lot. Um, so I am continuing on with that. Lake is also on there. I didn't ever finish Lake because Lake is one of those games that um, I never want to finish. <laughs> right you just i don't want to say goodbye i don't want to say goodbye i love lake so lake i will probably be finishing from the backbone uh because i love it so much <laughs> and that what awesome. and what do you have what's your first game that you've been playing uh so uh i have just been playing uh just a few games um flint hook is a game that i picked up a while back uh that i've been playing um been sort of knocking my head against it though because i've sort of hit a a wall with it where I can't uh, seem to get past this latest uh, like challenge that they've put in my way. But it's a run-based game where you're this uh, little pirate, um, little sort of ghost-looking pirate guy, and you're sort of battling your way through the uh, gal the mermaid galaxy, taking on these other ships, and um, and uh, but it's just it's run-based, uh, but I just can't get past this. Uh, this latest uh, boss, I've made it to the boss a few times, so I am making slow progress. But the good thing is, because it's run-based, you can you are making some sustained progress over the time. So as you're going, like every I don't know, few runs, I'm getting more permanent health or something like that, or another permanent upgrade, you know, to make myself better. So I think if I just keep stick with it, I can definitely continue to make progress. Uh, so that's something I've been playing as Flint Hook a little so bit. So is that just been getting some time in? Is that pirate themed? It is, but you're a space pirate. So, but oh, it's a okay. great aesthetic because I like space. I love pirates, and uh, the pixel art is just gorgeous. Um, it's um, 
it's pixelated, but it's it's a very fine pixelated. It's maybe like a 16-bit look to it. Um, it's just really, really good looking, and I love the aesthetics. And um, yeah, I just keep plugging away at it. And uh, the controls are a little hard to get used to. There's a bit of a learning curve with the uh, with the controls, but I'm definitely past that. But again, just trying to uh, trying to keep going, trying to make some progress. I played a bunch of other games too. I've been finishing up little games, getting some game time in here at the end of the year. Um, but, um, but Flint hook has definitely been one that I, that I've, uh, you know, come back to a few times. Now, the other game I want to touch on is this, one. This sounds like something I scream. <laughs> yes. Now this one is extremely, neither one of these are super cozy games, but this game that I've been playing, I've been playing with my youngest daughter. It is a game called spider heck. Spider <laughs> heck. Like something I would scream. <laughs> yes. So, Spider Heck is a zany, wild game where you, it, it is a mostly black or dark background um, in several fairly basic levels. But the mode that we've been playing is you're just trying to see how far you can make it, how many waves of enemies you can make it. You are spiders, so you have. Uh, an ability to throw a web and like swing on that web and go. So you're flying around the screen. All kinds of madness is going on. You're spiders and you're picking up weapons like little lightsabers okay. and uh, little laser guns and things. That sounds terrible to me. <laughs> to fight uh, to fight against these uh, these little enemies that spawn. Um it is zany and wild, but also a lot of fun. Uh, I would say a lot of the times when I do something in this game, I'm like, half the time it was on purpose, and half the time it was like, It's well, button mashing. I, I, I accidentally <laughs> did that, but look, man, it looked cool, and I'm glad that I was able to do it. <laughs> but um, you can customize your spider. None of it looks realistic. You're not like, it doesn't. Like you're a neon colored spider, you can choose what color. There are neon colored spiders. Yeah, not like this though. <laughs> These are like you're glowing. You're like glowing in the dark almost. Um, and you can choose like funny, wear funny little hats and other things. Like I think I have a pirate hat on mine. You know. So, uh, but it is a lot of fun, and it is a lot of fun. And we've only, you know, we've done, we've had some runs where we get pretty far. Other ones we don't, but. It's a good time. It's a good time for sure. Spider Heck. That's a game that came out this year that I only just played this week, but uh, it has been it has been a lot of fun, no doubt. A fun. Uh, what else uh, you've been playing? Well, before I before I get into my yep. my last my last game, um, yep. a fun fact about my household: um, there aren't a lot of bugs in it, even though where we live, like there are a lot of bugs here. Totally. Yeah. Um. And here is why. <laughs> okay, tell me. Um, when they found my, because this is this is the M's home for wayward animals. Right. Um, yes. So when they found my cat, they found her almost starved to death in a graveyard. So she's spooky. So she's like the spoopiest of spoopy yes. cats. <laughs> yes. She's not a black cat. She's a tabby cat. But That's true. She's but she she does some weird stuff and she acts like mm -hmm. a little dog. However, 
Um, her teeth were not good when she was really little. And I asked the vet mm. and they said that they think she survived by eating insects. Okay. So Harper, my cat, she is teeny tiny. She's seven and a half pounds. I guess old habits die hard. I was going to say, you can now probably confirm that that is how she survived. <laughs> because you can, you watch her and she'll be crunching on something and... I'll ask her, I'll say, what's in your mouth? What's in your mouth? And I'm like, actually, you know what? I don't want to know. And I left her at my, at her, her grandparents' house, my dad and my stepmom, mm -hmm. who dote upon her. They roasted her a whole chicken once. Wow. Yeah. My dad. Talk about spoiled. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you go started from the bottom, starving in a graveyard, and now you're getting a whole chicken roasted for you by All your the way grandparents. To the top. Um, my father, his biggest fear is spiders. Not a fan. A lot of people are not a fan. But this is a man who also jumped out of airplanes, like has has done more than most people in their lives. Right. Yes. He is terrified of spiders. <laughs> Harper. Right. Hey, I'm with you. I don't love spiders either. Um, my father was a complete dog person until he watched Harper catch, torture, and eat a giant spider in their home. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. So that is, we don't really find a lot of... It, insects ever unless and the only place harper wants to go is the basement and i will not let her in the basement because i feel like she'll never come out <laughs> yes she refers to that as the buffet room she yes. wants to go to the buffet room she's such a creepy yes. little weirdo like she's my creepy little weirdo but S spider heck would be her spider heaven yes she would be all <laughs> about it so yeah, that that's funny. that's my my sidebar. My creepy little weirdo cat who likes to just chomp on like disgusting house centipedes. And those gross. are those are gross and big. <laughs> yeah. Um so what I've been playing <laughs> the, the impossible pivot <laughs> is uh uh, I've been playing Pokemon Scarlet, which I borrowed from Pokemon Ken. Thank you, Pokemon Ken. Um, and it's just, it's a long, it's a long game. I'm probably going to be playing it later on today. Mm -hmm. And the graphics are great. And that's, that's about it. It's just awesome. I, I now my children started this well started they bought for Christmas they got um the violet Pokemon violet so they have they have begun the journey I I think this is it this one is it's it's nice because it's like how, do you know Pokemon it's like I said before, I'm like, I don't want to go through a tutorial that's two hours right. long. Yes, exactly. They'll ask you, like, have you ever done this before? And you can say yes. 
But for, no right. for nostalgia's sake, I'm not going to. I'm going to go through your whole tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me of this Pokemon. <laughs> I don't, don't know. I know nothing about I've it. I've never heard. Po- po- Pokemon? Is that how you say it? The Pokemans? I don't My know. My yes. parents call Pokemon Pokemans. I'm like, I mean, it's a pocket a monster. Mon, pocket monster. Mon, monster. No. Pocket man. We were talking no. about our wedding cake, and I was talking about putting uh, a mermaid pendant on top of the wedding cake. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then my mom's like, what's that? I should have just told her it was a seashell. And then she's like, why don't you just put a Pokemans on top of the cake? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, very, very good. She obviously does. She likes the reality TV of the week. <laughs> well, let's move right along to it then. To reality TV time, of the year. <laughs> I was going to say this time it's reality TV of the year. <laughs> what we so. enjoyed so much that it got the vote for the whole year. <laughs> yes. Right. So. Um, and this is definitely your forte. However, I do see an entry on here for something that I'm super excited about. But you where would you like to start? We'll we'll start um, with the first entry because right now, uh, so like as this, we're recording this as, right now, as we're recording this right now, there mm-hmm. are episodes that just came out on Netflix. So there is a new season of The Circle, and The Circle is like every mindless reality television show mixed up together so is that the one where you lie about your identity yes 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 okay right it's a social media competition sometimes there are celebrities that come on like the spice girls came on one season and they pretended and they pretended to not be the spice Girls. (laughs) as you do um and then it's it's just it's fun it's mindless it's you're not hurting anybody because I feel like with love is blind and married at first sight, it's almost Mm -hmm. malicious at this point. Um, especially love is blind at these. I don't, I, you don't know what people's motives are going in. If it's just for social media fame, most of the relationships like blow up in these people's faces and it's almost painful to watch of course yeah and and i get i, it. I feel awkward watching that for, for for that reason it's dougie's like i hate this i hate this i hate this i, I can't get past it and sometimes i'm just like uh, so, <laughs> so uncomfortable but the circle it's it's a social media competition. It's a strategy game. They play little games. Uh, there's little hijinks and things. Um, people have the chances to redeem themselves. Um, it's a very almost COVID-based game because you're isolated in your own apartment. Pods, that, right? Yeah, oh, in no, your, yeah. No, in your own apartments that, that Netflix... Yeah sets up for you and i think it's in the uk but they're beautifully decorated so they have very different personalities i think it's it's just it's a fun watch it can be awkward at at points sure sure but it's not awkward in the in the sense that 
you're gonna not be the mar- same level of awkward. You're not gonna yeah. be married to this person, and, right, right, right. and traumatized. Sure, of course. Uh, so the circle is on right now on Netflix, and yeah, so I think that that deserves a reality TV of the year. Uh, with obviously Below Deck gets. <laughs> An honorable mention. An honorable mention, and that's on Bravo, uh, because we all know I love Below Deck. (laughs) Speaking of honorable mention, uh, I finished up, and I actually watched all the way to the end, which, again, has almost never happened with me and reality TV shows. But I watched all the way to the end of that show I was talking about a few weeks back, Snack versus Chef. Yeah. And um, so they took it all the way to the end, and the winner won and won $50,000. And the, um, you know, and everybody was super happy and, you know, whatever. But, um, and it was good. I'm glad I watched it. I did enjoy it. Again, snacks, definitely where I'm at for, you know, food shows. <laughs> they were speak, speaking to me with snacks for sure. However, when they were talking about the money, every time they were bringing up the money, I couldn't help but think about what you have told me and talked to me about, about the next entry on the reality TV of the year, and that is The Great British Bake Off. The Great British Bake Off is just such a wholesome show. Right. It's and not about the money. It, it's about a pie the plate and being a better person and being a better baker. And they just want to go on to enhance their skill, get a Paul Hollywood handshake, and he goes, Well done. And then he gives you a handshake, and they just start like <laughs> weeping. <laughs> Because they got the handshake. Because they got the handshake. And I think that show, The Big Brunch, they were trying to make it wholesome. But it was a $300,000 prize. People are not going to be friendly and help each other. It's not going to happen for that. And, yeah, people from The Great British Bake Off, they get spinoff shows. They get cookbook deals. They get all this stuff. They they come back and they do all these things. So they do It could be a vehicle. Right. For notoriety. However, right, right. but that's not why they go on it. It's and it's completely unknown people. It's like home chefs. Right, right. That's that's yeah. what the it's like it's like uh this person is a school teacher and this person it works in an office and they enjoy like making uh things for their coworkers, bringing it into the bake room. And this and this is this is Yanush uh, with his with his partner and his sausage dog Nigel. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, fantastic. Uh, that's that's actually what they said on the show. I, I, I yes, I imagine. <laughs> um, but it's. And, you know, it's from people from all walks of life. And at the end of the show, it shows pictures of them all, like, getting together and hanging out after the show. It's just the most wholesome show on TV. Mm-hmm. So, Great British Bake Off. Love it. Um, I know they're doing, like, an American one on the Roku channel for the holidays. I didn't start it um, because it's, like, celebrities and I don't know what they would have to do to get the celebrities on there, but there's so many seasons of the Great British Bake Off, so awesome. I would. Uh, so the last one. <laughs> when I saw this, I now I learned about this on the show rundown when I looked at it today, <laughs> and I am so excited to be able to share this news with my family. 
I'm pretty sure on January 2nd, uh, there's going to be a new season of Old Enough, which we have talked about at length because... So good. I listen so- to a podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts. One podcast I listen to, um, I'm catching up on old episodes of um, 99% Invisible is the name of the podcast. It's about show about design and about our, our world and just all kinds of different things. Um, but they talked about the show old enough on one of these episodes that I was listening to. And I was like, Oh yes, old enough. And just thinking about how fondly uh, I, I love that show. And that they talked about first errand and how that's like a tradition, they, like that idea of first errand or first, uh, you know, first errand like that. And it was super, super cool to hear them talking about it. And then I come and I see this a new season. <laughs> I can't wait. So the first season, just to jog anyone's memory, or if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, uh, Old Enough, uh, I guess, was a beloved show in Japan for years and years and years. Uh, And Netflix, I guess, bought the rights to it. And it is, they're really quick episodes, like 15, 20 minutes, maybe. Mm -hmm. And exactly. It is about a child from the ages of maybe two to five years old and they have to do an errand without their parents however it's not just one errand these are complicated tasks (laughs) yes right so it's not go get one thing of milk and come back with it it's never that and it a lot of these places are like rural japanese villages um you know they go down the street However, it, they have multiple tasks. So uh, one was like, go and put this homemade hat on a shrine and then go deliver a pregnancy band to your mom's friend down the street and then go, pull, go, go get a cabbage from the farm shed. But the child misunderstood and tried to pull a cabbage out of the ground. <laughs> yep. And, and every, she spends like a, a total of like I think hours. almost in real time hours trying to take this cabbage out. She got it. Oh she, yeah, she got it. She, and she got was it. carrying it with roots and like all like the whole, the plant the whole thing. Oh this, this and and it was dark and and the crew does a really good job and most of the townspeople mm-hmm. like they'll alert most of the town that they're doing this so it's. Like if you're watching it and you're like, oh my god! Like most of the townspeople are either crew members or people who have been alerted uh, that the kids are doing this, mm-hmm. and and they have a charm that they carry around, so it's like you can hear them talking. Mm-hmm. Um, Additionally, like the podcast I was listening to, ninety nine percent visible, talked about how this is a cultural thing, so there's a collective responsibility in these communities where they want to look out for all the kids, like for all kids. So um, it's that added on top of the steps that they take to try to make sure the kids are safe on the show. That's adorable. (laughs) Yeah. It's super awesome. So another, another wholesome pick. So um, we don't, we didn't want to give you too many shows that weren't wholesome for our reality TV of the year. So old mm-hmm. enough new season this week, you can watch any season of the great British bake off. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling anxious, old enough is also great. Uh, the circle 
is just mindless television and below deck also mindless television <laughs> now m before we get to our break i know we wanted to also take a time out because we're here at the end of the year and I know that music is a big part of your life as well. It is. Um, for most of my life, I've uh, dated musicians. <laughs> so uh, that, it's been a big part of your life in many ways. We'll say. In many ways. Uh, yeah. mar- I'm married to a musician. Uh, and usually I have people making album of the year lists. And it's usually pretentious, like things I've never heard of, whatever. I'm going to give you three albums, and they're not pretentious at all. I just liked them. A lot of them got got a lot of radio play, I think, and all three Mm -hmm. of them. The last one's getting a lot of radio play now. Um, So first one, you either love her, you love to hate her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midnights by Taylor Swift, and this is going to be Swift. This is going to be a controversial opinion. I did not like folklore, which was everyone liked folklore uh, with you know the Bonivar collaboration. I thought folklore was boring and depressing, especially coming out during COVID. Like, no thanks, mm-hmm. Taylor. Come on, man. So, Midnights is the banger that we needed in these trying times. Um, there we go. Santa called Dougie from the record store and I did get midnights on a blood moon vinyl. It's like cool. an orangey reddish vinyl. Um, so yeah, I did even Dougie likes midnights, which sang a lot. Um, the next one, um, Teenagers ruining it on TikTok. <laughs> I be- I believe they have a version where they get sturdy to uh, the the single from this album. Do you know what getting sturdy is? I know what getting sturdy is, although I have not spent a lot of time on TikTok. So I, d- I don't have a yeah. TikTok because I feel like I, it would suck me I in forever and ever. Nah, uh, I got nothing, no. Um, no, but getting sturdy, it looked like it would really bother your sciatica and kill your knees forever. So I feel like the, the kids shouldn't be getting sturdy. Um, but Gemini writes by Steve Lacey, the whole album's really, really good. Uh, bad habit, which is a great song. They remixed it and they get sturdy to it, which is annoying because I love that song. And now it's (laughs) overplayed. Um, and that's where that line, uh, you can't surprise Gemini, um, Dougie's really into that song now, which is like two months too late. <laughs> um, and then last album, but like every album SZA puts out. So SOS by SZA. Um, there's a Phoebe Bridgers SZA track on there, which okay. <laughs> I'm all about it. <laughs> That's like putting my two favorite genres, mashing them up all together, which is a weird, weird mashup. That's like if you put like me and our friend Gina together in one place, <laughs> because we're very different people. But I very... love hanging out with the both of you, though, at the same time. So, yeah, maybe but, we'll but we're very different. 
Could be but, magic, though. Yeah, but it could be magic. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so those are my three albums of the year. Midnight's, Taylor Swift's, Gemini Wright's, Steve Lacey, and S.O.S. by SZA. <laughs> But awesome. especially, especially that Phoebe Bridgers track. <laughs> Don't sleep on that one, folks. All right. So if you want to go add some of the reality TV of the uh, year to your watch lists or uh, perhaps uh, download an album or two, you can go take care of that. And we'll be back after a quick break. Stay right there. This episode of the Friends of Far Out podcast is brought to you by... Are you really motivated to work out? Does that desire last about one to four weeks? Then Couch to Race, then Back to Couch is the app for you. Get on your journey to get healthy and move towards your goal of competing in the big race. Then, after a few weeks when you lose interest and you're ready to go back, it'll guide you back to the couch and offer you a variety of shows and new kinds of potato chips that you might have missed. Download Couch to Race, then Back to Couch, from the App Store today. Welcome back to the Friends Are Far Out podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jay, and with me here is M. Hello, everyone. M, the time has come for us to look back at 2022 and determine what games are on our personal Games of the Year list. Now, before we get started, though, there's a lot of Game of the Year lists out there, but let's talk about the parameters for our Game of the Year discussion. First of all, we're not making a combined list. Last year, it did work out for us where we both really were taken... Uh, by Toem, and that ended up being our game of the year. Um, but that was just a coincidence. We're both going to just talk about our five games that really stood out to us quite a bit this year, that really grabbed us this year. Our um, game of the year, number mm-hmm. one, is very different from each other. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Um, now, only because, in, in now that might also be because just, you know, we haven't all gotten to play all of our games that are on both of our lists. Um, but uh, these games mostly came out in 2022. However, that's not a, that's not a full-on prerequisite, right? If a game came out in a previous year, but it really, really connected with it this year, then that's fine. It could totally make your list, right? Yeah, and Stardew Valley is exempt from this list because... Yes, we, we thought about that. We <laughs> talked about that. We're like, well, then that would just be on our list. Uh, when I was looking back... It, Forever it, it, and ever. It, it was one of my most played games this year. On, it's one uh, of Switch, my most but... g- played games every year. Right, right. So uh, we decided to put that aside. But uh, aside from Stardew, if a game really reached out and grabbed you this year, even if it didn't come out this year, that would be okay for it to make the list. Um but again, we both did try to focus on games that came out this year, for sure. All right. So how do we want to do this, Em? Do we want to count down? We'll go five, four, three, two, one. That sounds good. Now, uh, do you want to share your five and then I'll share my five? Like my, I mean, like your number five and then yeah, I'll we'll do, my I'll, number I'll five? Yeah, I'll do five, right. like five, five. Okay. Yep, we'll ping pong back and forth. Done. Sounds good. So why don't you get us started? 
Okay. What is your fifth, I guess, fifth favorite game? All right. Uh, so I am going to give my number five, but also with a like an honorable mention. So, oh, honorable mentions are going to have to happen. For yeah. Sure. So my fifth um, favorite game that came out this year um, is Norco. Norco got a lot of attention this year as being an incredible narrative experience. I like I played that game. Dougie didn't even play that game and he loved it. He loved watching me play that game. And right. I and Dougie and I have very different ways of playing games. I have mm-hmm. to go to every nook and cranny. I have to go and talk to every single person. I have to go and just look for everything. <laughs> and when you are driving, you're kind of driving like a riverboat. Right. Uh, and yep. I had to go into like every nook and cranny, which paid off because there are a lot of Easter eggs. Yep. Uh, that I think maybe Dougie would have overlooked. So I think that that's why like it was a good experience for uh, him to watch me play it. But Norco, it was just such a cool game to play, especially with the mind map. And you could, when you found things out, you can open up your mind map and then you can connect things to each other. It was just such a weird game. Uh, but it was like weirdly wonderful and depressing at the same time uh, because well, we're not going to shy away from games that give us feelings for sure. No, absolutely not. But it's, no. you know, it's uh, futuristic, but also um, like you're in Louisiana. Right, I was going to say, I knew it was sort of like a not a bayou component necessarily. It, but like it is. Sort of, it is. Yeah, um, right. right. And, you know, you're in this uh, impoverished town that used to have industry and now it does not, which is a lot of towns in America. And it takes takes a futuristic look at that. And so you have that the main character, you're returning to your hometown after your mother died. Right. Um. And it's just, it's a very interesting narrative because you do have the futuristic side, but it is very real because you have all these like rust belt cities across the United States that are like this currently. Um, So the narrative's really cool. It's like pixelated, but the mind map's really cool. All the lore is really cool, Uh, especially because it's, I think it's, it's really cool for Louisiana. So Norco comes in at number five, but with an honorable mention, because I also played Kentucky Route Zero a lot, which is similar in gameplay. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, but that didn't come out this year. So I was playing those kind of around the same time. Kentucky Route Zero is really, really cool as well. So I would check those out. But Norco is number five on my game of the year 2022. And what is your game of the year? Number five. 
So, Em, I went back and forth here on the number five. I went, I did lots of last minute adjustments. And I think, and I, honestly, when I was thinking about games, it didn't immediately come to me because phone games, I often think of almost something separate, right? I think of phone games almost separate from, um, from like traditional video games. But really, there's no reason to do that. So my number five is a phone game, and it is the sickness that is known <laughs> as Marvel Snap. Uh, Marvel Snap has come on here at the end of the year, uh, last few months of, of 2022, and it has absolutely grabbed my attention. Oh, don't I I've know talked it. about it. <laughs> I know. I've talked about it a lot, and um, I there are definitely times where I hate the game, <laughs> and there are times when I love the game, um, but it is something I keep coming back to. I am not even the biggest Marvel guy out there, but the way that they have constructed this game with enough variety, but also making the matches and the decks, it's a card building game, uh, excuse me, a deck building game where you're playing cards on three different uh, lanes or three different little locations per match. Um, there's a lot of variety in terms of the different locations. Um, so you want to tailor your deck to whatever locations might be featured or might be popping up more often. Um, it is just a really incredible game. And it's I love that they have both made it feel deep, but also um, just be bite-sized enough that you can pick it up and play a game or two on your phone. Um, it's not something that you're going to have to be playing for 40 minutes, even though that might happen too. You might end up playing game after game after game and really get sucked into a bunch. But you could also just play a little if you want to. Um, they released here at the end of the year their roadmap for next year, and I, I think that looks pretty good. Um, I It is something that I didn't necessarily think would be right up my alley, but it has turned out to absolutely just grabbed so much of my time um and so marvel snap my number five game of the year um has it's just been it's been great i've really had a good time with it i think as i've said before i think the monetization is just right i don't um i've not never been a big one for microtransactions um but i feel like they're created opportunities for me to reward developers by giving them some money feel like i'm getting some value back from it but at the same time i don't feel like i've been manipulated or forced i feel like it's something that i've been able to to do with my uh, a decision i've been able to make to spend money um with my eyes wide open and you don't have to you don't necessarily have to but it has been something that i've really really enjoyed so my number five game of the year through gritted teeth at times but marvel <laughs> Snap. Marvel Snap. All right. M, what's your number four game on your list? Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, it's a game where I spend a lot of time. Uh, and like you were saying, there's no real differentiation between phone games and other games, especially now that I have a backbone, but this game doesn't need a backbone. <laughs> This, no, no, it doesn't. This, this game makes me as spineless as they go. 
um pokemon go uh you know it get updates all the time so i thought i'd include pokemon go and you know what uh i think pokemon go this year is something that i got back into a lot of our friends are super into and they'll be like let's Mm -hmm. go on a raid and it's like it's a social game we'll go out and then we'll go out for ice cream after (laughs) and we'll walk around for an hour and it's fun so pokemon go i feel like is enriching my (laughs) life when i first got pokemon go i was made fun of uh and because I'd want to like go to the park and I'd want to go catch Pokemon and I was made fun of by an ex-partner and that's not fair. Uh, no, as we've said multiple times uh, this year, Poke shaming, shaming is not okay. Um, Dougie actually insists on going on Poke walks uh, to try to like get me out of the house if we make like... If we're, we're going to go to dinner in another town and we know they have a walkable area, we'll go early so we can get a Poke walk in. And he's not into Pokemon at all. <laughs> but he'll no, do... No, but he's, in, he's into supporting you, though. So so we do. We, we do Pokemon Go, um, which is nice. And it's, and it's fun. And we actually... We ended up going to the... the there's a casino... And I'm I'm not super into gambling, but the pokey stops there. <laughs> Just we're amazing. For, <laughs> come for the gambling, stay for, for the, the pokey stops. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun. You go to new places. Um, we actually just booked our honeymoon, so I'm really excited for the. Po- Pokemon Go. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. I can't wait to spend my honeymoon catching Pokemon. How many times have we all heard that? You know. Uh, yep. Can't wait to go to an exotic locale to see what Pokemon are available in that location. Of course. Uh, yeah, so number four. The concierge at the hotel will be able to direct you to all the finest pokey stops. (laughs) Excuse me. Do you know what kind of exotic Pokemon around here? Sir, what 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 Pokemon do the locals tend to? Because I really want to get a sense for this area. So, where are the local pokey spots? I don't want the touristy pokey spots. No, no. I want the ones that are frequented by locals. Because that's where you get the best Pokemon, as everyone knows. Uh, All right. Pokemon Go coming in at number four. All right. Um, My number four game this year came out of nowhere. It was a game I did not know was coming out, and it just sort of surprised me. It was on Xbox Game Pass, and um, I had heard a little bit of talk about it, and I decided to check it out. Uh, I have always liked the idea of the Pikmin games uh, on Nintendo consoles. However... I have sometimes found them pretty frustrating to play. Uh, my number four game of this year, though, is a game called Tinykin. Tinykin. Tiny and then K-I-N. Um, this game is takes, in my opinion, a lot of the good things from Pikmin, 
but then takes out anything that you would find even remotely irritating about Pikmin. Um, uh, it is a terrific game uh, where you are, and not too long I was able to beat this game. Um, I don't know my total hour count, but I, I think it was around 10. It, you know, not a crazy amount, and I really did go in and try to get uh, a lot of stuff, but it was 10 or under 10 hours. But it was a great game. Um, you're traveling around, uh, you're going, you're very, very small, and you're, you're moving around different rooms and locations within a house. Um, there's a nice story they're telling in the background that I think is interesting. Um, you're interacting with uh, bugs who live in this house. You are a little, you look like a little human, uh, and you're interacting with um, the different uh, bugs that live in this house in these different areas. You're helping solve problems for in each area. You're finding little hidden collectibles. But everything about this game was enjoyable. The movement is incredible. Um, you can sort of zoom around these locations on a little bar of soap that you're kind of using like a skateboard. Hmm. That's very, very fun. The movement and that movement is fun. There's a little bubble that you get so you can glide from one area to the next. Um, there's no lives. If you die, you just come back to life wherever you were. If you fall off a ledge and you die, you just you wake up, you're back on that ledge. That's it, you know. Um, and all along the way, of course, you're collecting these little creatures called Tinykin. And just like with Pikmin, there's lots of different kinds of creatures. Um, but uh, And they do different things. But unlike Pikmin, with Pikmin, you have to decide which... Uh, Pikmin you're going to use to try to solve a task. There's none of that with Tinykin. Uh, you just aim at the thing you want to interact with. You throw a little Tinykin, and it will select automatically the right Tinykin for the job. Oh. So, again, it takes that, that irritation, because there's different Tinykin that do different things. Some explode, some, like, lift things up or move things. Others you can stack on top of one another, like a ladder. Some are electric. You know, they have lots of different, uh, you know, jobs or, or skills. But, again, you don't have to think about, um, about what they're doing. And so Tinykin was about which ones to use. Tinykin was just... Amazing. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, so that comes in at number four for me, Tinykin. All right. M, let's move it right along. What do you got at number three on your game of the year list? So this was a game that I played pretty late in the year. Um, but I would like rush home and play it. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. It was a surprise and a delight. I talked about it quite recently. Halloween Hero. Mm -hmm. Where you are a dog trying to save Halloween for your um for your girl who is stuck in her mm -hmm. room and she wants gummy corn, which I guess is the best Halloween candy. And there are just so many tasks, but the writing is so good and so funny. It definitely would go above the heads of children who are playing it. Uh, any costume that you get as the Halloween hero, you are Lil Pup. You're a German Shepherd. 
Mm -hmm. you can do different things. So if you get the mermaid costume, you can swim underwater and there's different quests underwater. Uh, you have yes, it gives you a different ability, right? Yes. Each costume gives yep. you a different so, ability. Yep. Uh, when you get the dinosaur costume, you can access these, this like dinosaur area, and then there's another quest there. Um, if you get the mailman costume, then you can open mailboxes to get more candy, and also you have to serve someone their divorce papers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's an astronaut costume, but the end goal is you need the best costume because only the biggest richest house has the gummy corn and then again just like real life for sure yep so gotta get the best house uh it was a surprise and a delight and i really liked this game it it didn't i think it had good reviews but it wasn't like the best reviews and i'm surprised because it was a real delight and I think it's because I go around and I talk to all the people. Like, the game was funny. Right. Like, you're, you know, a lot of people will sometimes skip that type of stuff. You know, they don't want to go talk to everyone. Oh, but I, it, you know. was, it was so yeah. funny. And uh, a lot of the stuff was definitely more aimed at adults. <laughs> right, right. So, Halloween hero. I love dogs. I love Halloween. And I certainly love candy. So... <laughs> Um, and for those who are, again, are trying to, or just listening, that is Halloween hero. Yes. Like, so howl oh, oh, oh. like a dog. <laughs> there you go. Howl. Right. Um, and, uh, so that's Halloween hero. Cause you're a little dog, little pup. So, uh, if you're looking for that on the uh, eShop or something, Again, you want to start with howl like a dog. It looks it looks like cute, like, oh, you're a little dog, you're saving Halloween, but it's much, much more. <laughs> yep. Um, and again, this game, uh, th I don't know, was this one you were looking forward to or just kind of came out of nowhere? It came out of nowhere, yeah. which, right, right. which again was a surprise and a delight. Yes. I saw yes, it and I'm like, so I cool. want to be a dog who saves Halloween and I just kind of downloaded it. And I'm like, this is so much more. This exceeded my expectations tenfold. And I love yeah. when things do that because, again, it is so hard mm -hmm. to surprise me. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know, especially both of us, we're so into, uh, we're so into just, you know, um, always looking at games, keeping an eye out for what games are coming out. So it is hard to surprise us in that way too. Um, but I mean, this game even on um, even on Steam has very few reviews. Now they're positive reviews. There's uh, uh, 29, only 29 reviews on Steam. So it definitely is not getting a crazy amount of attention. But again, a, a real treat. But um, I will say, as an honorable mention, is Paparazzi. Yes, another dog-themed game <laughs> that we both played this year. Paparazzi, of course, where you are a, an anthropomorphic camera who is hired to take pictures of dogs on the dog island. Uh, so that is an honorable mention. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling sad, Paparazzi, and that is on Xbox Game Pass. It sure is. Absolutely. That's where I played it. Um, just a PSA here. Halloween, Halloween Hero. Uh, on sale right now on Steam, four ninety nine. Wow, 
get it. So if you want to, <laughs> yeah, if you want to get it on Steam, feel free, go for it. All right. So coming in at number three here for me uh, is a game that I played earlier this year, also on Xbox Game Pass, um, and I talked about it on this podcast. It is a game called Tunic. Now, at first glance, Tunic looks like um, a Zelda game. It looks like a Zelda game, but with a cute little fox as the main character. I'm surprised this wasn't your number one, honestly. You know, the reason it got bumped down a little bit was the ending for me. Okay. Um, I did beat this game, sort of. Um, it's weird. There's multiple endings. I got one of those endings, arguably not the best ending, but I got an ending. Um, but this game was incredible, uh, for a number of reasons. Number one was the manual. There was an in-game manual that was integral to the game. And as you were making your way through the game, you were finding pages in this manual and the art in the manual was straight out of the old Nintendo or Super Nintendo manuals that I would get as a kid. The art was just like that. Now, this was not just flavor text and not just cute little drawings, but the manual was actually very integral because it was teaching you things in the game. But it wasn't doing that by coming right out and going, hey, if you hold B, this will happen. It wasn't like that. Instead, you saw the printed manual that was mostly in a language that you could not read, not in English. But then you also saw handwritten notes where it looked like someone had come and written with a pen on top of the manual. Um, Again, as you were encouraged to do in some of the old manuals for uh, Nintendo or Super Nintendo. and it was crucial for you to look at that man, look at the manual closely and to see lots of little hidden gems and clues within the manual to teach you new mechanics in the game. There were things you could do in the game from the very beginning, but you had no idea that you could do them until you learned about it in the manual. Um, so it was and it was great about reusing the map. You would go on this big, long journey And then all of a sudden you would pop out back to somewhere you had been on the map before, but you would just be walking behind a staircase or behind this little uh, grove of trees that you didn't realize you could have walked behind the entire time. So it was an incredible experience. The art was great. It was uh, very challenging, uh, but it again had accessibility features. If you wanted to mitigate that challenge, that was okay. But it was a very cool game with its exploration and, again, the way to to sort of um, experience that game through the manual was incredible. It fell off a little for me at the end because I felt like it was asking a little bit too much to get, like, the the better endings. Uh, It asked a little bit too much, I think, of the player. Um, So I wasn't, like, thrilled with it by the end. But overall, as a total package, it was... Just an incredible, incredible experience. So I really, really did enjoy Tunic. Um, An honorable mention that almost made my list. I want to touch on a couple of the honorable mentions that I have here. Um, 
Metroid Dread was another experience that I had this year that was just phenomenal. Um, that did not come out this year, um, and so I decided not to include it on the list. But I played it this year, and Metroid Dread, I 100%ed that game on, on normal. It was phenomenal. Just an incredible, incredible experience, Metroid Dread. That was something I really enjoyed this year. And another one that almost made my list was Into the Breach. As you know, I'm Into so, the Breach I'm is one of my... I'm surprised. You love yeah. Into the Breach. <laughs> Into the Breach is one of my favorite games of all time. And they did come out with that update this year that I was very surprised with and pleasantly surprised with that did add some new squads and some new things in the game. And so I did play quite a bit of Into the Breach this year. But I decided to keep it off the list just because, you know, I feel like I've really given it its due and talked about Into the Breach so much. Um, and again, it was just sort of an update that came out this year. So I decided to hold off on it. Um, but Into the Breach was just phenomenal this year. I enjoyed the update, and I, again, it continues to be one of my favorite games of all time. I know I brought it up and talked about it at length on our uh, Desert Island episode, because <laughs> that's definitely a deserted island game for me, for sure. Um, but yes, Into the Breach. Another game that I just have to give an honorable mention to is a game called Vampire Survivors. I've talked about Vampire Survivors a little bit here and there, but um, this is a game where the tagline is you are the bullet hell. Um, bullet hell games are games where uh, there's just a bunch of different uh, bullets and, and different things uh, coming at you from every direction. But in this case, there are enemies all around you, but you are the one who uh, has bullets flying out of you. There's a variety of different weapons. You're taking on huge swarms of enemies. But there's actually not... The controls are not complicated at all. All you're doing is moving around the screen and collecting things. That's it. Um, and it's such a simple game, and it seems like it would just be, oh, not you know, not that interesting, but it really has occupied a lot of my time. And in fact, I've played it a lot while editing this podcast. And... Um, it's really been a, a fun thing this year. Very inexpensive. It recently came out on on mobile. So uh, that's a great way to play it for free. Vampire Survivors. Definitely an honorable mention right there. All right, M, what is your number two game of the year? So my number two game of the year is Lake. Um, this game I, re I was very, very excited about. Still am. <laughs> Yes, you mentioned earlier you don't want to finish it. Um, I'm. You don't want to say goodbye. I'm almost done, and I'm going to restart it on the backbone because I don't want to say goodbye. I love it. It is the right. the graphics are absolutely beautiful. It makes gorgeous. me want to move to the Pacific Northwest, go back in a time machine, and become a male person. Drive around in a mail truck. I didn't know I wanted that, but after playing Lake, I now know that I want that. I didn't know that that's what I wanted, but it is something I want. Uh, I think that's that's what I I want. Everyone I know who is a male person um, is either the nicest person or really loves their job. That's anecdotal evidence, but sounds good to me. Um, except for my own mailman. 
but my own mailman is like the nicest person and if you go and look at reviews <laughs> for like the like the post office in this town is that a thing uh-huh um okay there are, i was not aware that we could do that po- but yeah positive reviews on my mailman <laughs> and what, that's incredible and what a great guy he is and i'm, I'm that's phenomenal and I'm, i love that and i'm saying this as uh like during the pandemic sometimes i'd go like d- like deep deep quarantine sometimes i'd go days without talking to another person like face to face and I'd talk another real life human. Yeah. Yeah. And I would talk to my mailman because he would come deliver the mail and um, comment that I would get beer delivered to my house. <laughs> uh, As you do during the pandemic. But he is such a nice person. Uh, I talk to him all the time. He asks me how I'm doing. He knows he knows what I do for a job. So he asks me how that's going for me. <laughs> And the answer is the same. Not great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, my mailman, he's but he's always so happy. He knows everyone on my street and he stops and he talks with them. It seems like it seems I love that. It seems nice. Um, and it kind of in Lake, you kind of build your kind of build that community too and it's it's always nice to to have and and lake is a game about coming home right yes um i would never ever want to be a mailman in my hometown (laughs) in your actual hometown right no and my hometown is very picturesque but the people there are not very nice it's not as they're not nice as as nice and friendly as they are in the in the the game i feel like my neighbors here are nicer than people would be where I'm originally from. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, people aren't very nice there. <laughs> I I know because I worked at the Starbucks in my hometown. And I was gonna say, I, I, if you have a job in your hometown, you get a real good sense. I of was a nice waitress in my hometown. Nice. I worked at yeah, the Starbucks in my That's hometown. That's all you need. If you did any kind yep. of service job in your hometown, uh. People and people aren't going to be very nice to you. One, no, well, not I was, usually. Well, I was a waitress. One woman yelled at me because the street lights were too bright. I could totally see how that was your fault as a waitress. <laughs> yep. And I had to explain. I don't know what you were thinking. Why were Why were you doing that? And because I couldn't turn down the street lights. <laughs> yes, I mean, come on, get with the program. So, uh, Lake seems like a it seems aspirational and i i know that a lot of male people are probably frustrated with their jobs especially around the holiday season um i have a seemingly aspirational job and it's very difficult <laughs> uh no no one would want my job if they knew <laughs> no it's not for everybody it's uh, not for everybody but it's um the I would say the the graphics are probably the main selling point, the storyline, the connections you make with other people. What I like the most about Lake though is if you get turned around in the truck or you get stuck, 
there's right, a, right. there's a yep. there's a button and it just resets your truck. Just 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 put it back. Put it back the right put way. Put it back in Come the road. <laughs> I'm a bad yeah, Let's get this together. Bad Come driver. <laughs> I'm actually a very good driver. <laughs> that is very funny. Yep. So um, Lake I highly recommend it. Very very good. Um yes. So again Lake was incredible. All right. My number two was a game, another game that I've talked about quite a bit, and that was Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. I have never been a crazy huge Kirby guy. He's always been cute. I've always thought Kirby is cute. Is for Kirby sure. a he or, um, or a they or a she? I didn't, I didn't. I think Kirby is a he. Oh. But. I'm not like a hundred percent sure on that, but I think Kirby's a he, but, um, I've never been like a huge Kirby guy. A lot of the 2d Kirby games. I had never like, I played them a little bit here and there, but never smash. Yeah. Right. That was my main, I would say that was the main place that I encountered Kirby was there, but, uh, I am definitely a sucker for a 3d platformer, a quality 3d platformer. And uh, as soon as I saw the uh, the announcement of Kirby in the Forgotten Lands, I was like, "Oh yeah, 3D Kirby! Uh, I'm I'm going to get into that," <laughs> and I sure did. Uh, I uh, again got 100% on that game. I did everything, um, even like the extra content uh, that you could do, like a new game plus after the game was finished. You could go back and do uh, some more challenge levels and things, and I did all of those. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Again, I thought it was great uh, with accessibility. Again, my, my children were all able to play that game and enjoy that game at whatever level they felt like they were at. Um, my wife played that game and enjoyed it. It was a big, big hit uh, in this house. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. I mean, I really, really enjoyed... Uh, I enjoyed um, a few years back uh, Mario Odyssey. Uh, I thought that was an incredible 3D platform. Is that the one where you Nintendo. throw your hat at stuff? It was. Yep, that's the one. Okay. Um, but just an incredible 3D Mario. And then this was, you know, right in line with that, and but with Kirby. Just an incredible uh, 3D platformer. Really, really a lot of fun. And there was a lot of places they could have misstepped with this, I think. Um, but they avoided all of that. Uh, and really just put together an incredible game that I really, really enjoyed. A lot of variety in terms of enemies and bosses and uh, and level design. It was just a super, super cool. Um, and of course, I mean, of course, how could we not mention mouthful mode again? Oh, God, no. <laughs> mouthful mode. I mean, that was just an incredible mechanic as well. It was just super duper cool. Um Kirby and the Forgotten Lands was great. Uh, my last honorable mention I want to touch on is just Splatoon 3. While we're talking about things that you don't like the sound of, <laughs> Mouthful Mode is among them, but also, as we know, Splatfest <laughs> is not your favorite either. But Splatoon 3 almost made my list uh, as well. Splatoon 3 uh, was a lot of fun this year best Splatoon single player that uh, they've played. I've played all the Splatoon games. This is definitely the best single player offering. Um, and I've enjoyed the multiplayer here as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, it is just more of the same. It's not 
wildly different than Splatoon 2. Uh, but it has been more of the same, and I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed Splatoon 2. I enjoy Splatoon 3. Uh, so it's definitely been one that I enjoyed this year for sure, but just didn't quite make the list. But So my number two, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. All right, Em. We're here. We've made it. I think this... The number one <laughs> game of the year for you. What do we got? I think this is very predictable on my part. <laughs> if people are active listeners... They know if they just look back, even at the episode titles that we've had over the If the people year. know just yeah. me as a person, it's like, name two things that M likes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Pick an animal and a meal, maybe. Uh, Bear and Breakfast was certainly my most anticipated game since we started this podcast. I would not Absolutely. shut up about it. <laughs> Uh, and then it was delayed and i went into a deep spiraling dark depression (laughs) i went into a seasonal summer depression (laughs) and who knew that it could be at any time of the year uh, it can (laughs) be just has to be a season yeah just a season seasonal affective disorder can be in any season Not just for winter anymore. You could be sad any time of year. <laughs> um, if, if your most anticipated game gets delayed on your favorite platform. So, Baron Breakfast is my number one. I refuse to finish it because I was blow like blasting through it. Mike, you were digesting <laughs> that game like you were just gobbling it up and i was like oh boy uh, are you gonna <laughs> oh, i was no. worried that you were gonna finish it in like a couple of weeks and then be like all right a now couple what? of weeks a couple days i was and going then you put the brakes on yeah I, you I'm put like, the brakes I'm on like, no like, like i got a couple i i have to put the kibosh on this or else yes um because dougie started it too mm-hmm. and dougie's like you're, you're so far ahead of me <laughs> And I'm, yeah. and I'm like, I, I, I can't stop. I can't stop. And I'm, I haven't picked it back up because I'm saving it for the deep, deepest, darkest parts of winter. <laughs> that is self-care that, right there. It, that is self-control, like, yep. like Frank Ocean, and that is self-care. Um, yes, you're planning ahead to give yourself the tools you'll need later to get through the, uh, so, the deepest, darkest parts of winter. For those of you who don't know, Baron Breakfast, it is, um, you are a bear named Hank. You really don't know that you're exploiting the forest. You think you're helping, uh, and you start building Airbnbs, essentially, <laughs> in the forest. Uh, you manage them. You can hire other forest animals to help you manage them and you can upgrade them and upgrade them uh you get reviews based on the stays but at your bed and breakfast at your bed and breakfast but uh you're also a bear and you have to go to the you know concierge desk and if you are just a bear people will 
be upset at seeing a bear. So eventually you'll get clothes, you'll get watches, you'll get hat, and then they'll think that you're not a bear because people are stupid and dumb. So... <laughs> um, you unlock different parts of the map and you can have different you can have a winter resort you can have um like one down uh by the dine you have a diner uh by the truck stop uh, but you have to dig you collect so much stuff off the ground you dig around in the dumps <laughs> I believe it's called upcycling. You're upcycling. <laughs> Excuse things. me. You're upcycling. Uh, yes. The just talking to everyone and the writing is so good. So you do have that Sims-like feature where you, you craft things and mm -hmm. you you're decorating, you build things, and it's. It's a lot of questing. It's a lot of fun. The characters are very colorful. And Hank, the main character, you can put him in a flannel shirt, which we love flannel in this podcast. Friends, very pro flannel. Yep. Friends are far out loves flannel. Uh, but every time sure. Hank moves, his ears flop up and down, which is also a big, big plus. So Baron Breakfast, it makes me happy. The music is really great. And it's just the dialogue it looks great and i believe there is going to be a dlc soon Ooh, all right yes we'll keep an eye out for that but Very cool. but i'm not gonna get my hopes up like last time <laughs> no no let's just wait for it to arrive yes let's wait for it to arrive yep. and, and what is your number one game of 2022 well um you know if we go back about a year and when I was looking ahead to 2022, I had a lot of thoughts in my mind. A lot of things I might do, might start. We started this podcast. I know. But another thing that I started this year that I didn't think I would have started <laughs> was my very own cult. Of course, I'm talking about the game Cult of the Lamb. We went in two very different directions. I started a bed and breakfast as a bear, and you started a cult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, there's more similarities than you might think, because I also get reviews from my cult members. If they are not happy, well, then things are really bad for me. I have to maintain their faith in me as a leader. Um any dissenters have to be dealt with. So, you know, it is a um, it is a very interesting game because it's really like two games in one. Cult of the Lamb took me by surprise again this year. It wasn't one I knew ahead of time, but it has been such an interesting experience. They're doing so many things that are really innovative here because you have the management sim portion where you're taking care of your cult. You're making them meals. You're making sure they have comfortable beds to sleep in and upgrading their little houses and putting decorations around so that so they're happy. So this is more like Baron Breakfast than I originally thought. I was going to say that portion of the game is super duper like that because I'm having to cook meals that they enjoy. I have to keep everything clean. I have to empty the 
the the bathroom and like all kinds of things you have to like there's a little outhouse you have to clean up and <laughs> there's farming i have to i have to grow food for them and do all those things remember these are all animals so like you know uh, you you then you take the well you take from the outhouse and you go put it in the fertilizer bin because oh. then it can be used it can be used to help with the crops and and cuz you're farming and so again there is this whole management side to it um, then you have the other part of the game where you're going on these crusades where you're going out to uh, battle the unbelievers, like the, the people, um, the heretics, and take them down and trying to... So there's this whole other uh, combat portion, which I do enjoy. I definitely don't do that in Baron Breakfast. No, <laughs> no, there's none of that in Baron Breakfast. But um, it has really been an interesting experience. I felt like the difficulty is a, is a, a really they've dialed it in pretty well at the level I'm playing at, where I do find it challenging but not overwhelmingly so. Um, but it's really a great game. So Cult of the Lamb has just been a great great experience this year. So I decided to give that my game of the year. Wow! All right, let's go over the lists one more time. Uh, M from five to one. You had Norco at number five. Pokemon Go. Halloween hero. Like Halloween. Mm -hmm. Like ow, ow, ow. <laughs> Lake at number two. And Bear and Breakfast, the one and only, at number one. All right. And my list, just to review, number five came in Marvel Snap. Number four, Tiny Kin. Number three, Tunic. Number two, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. And number one, Cult of the Lamb. M, if people want to reach out to us on social media, want to tell us, hey, what their favorite games were this year, or give us some feedback on our lists, where can they find us? On Instagram, where friends are far out. On Twitter, where Fefo Pod, that's F is in Frank, A is in Apple, F is in Frank, O is in Olive, and Pod as in podcasts on reddit which no one's reached out i did check where friends are far out <laughs> on the web where friends are far out.com and i'm going to be working on that that's my new year's resolution we have an email address send us an email uh we get a lot of spam email it's friends are far out at gmail.com and on facebook where friends are far out all right well, this has been another episode of the Friends Are Far Out podcast, the last one for 2022. Woo! We want to thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Jay. And I'm M. Please remember that if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. That really helps us out. We want to thank all the listeners for uh, coming along on this journey this year. And uh, we just can't wait to see what uh, lies in store for us in both gaming and friends and everything in between in 2023. Um, friends are far out. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year. Bye.
That's going at the end of the podcast. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs>